0: This is The Oddball Show, a podcasting collaboration production. Like, productions and Oddball. Magazine.
1: Welcome, 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 everyone out there on the interwebs. This is The Oddball Show. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, this is the podcasting collaboration from the two. Entities known as Oddball Magazine and J.P. Lime Productions. Uh, Tonight we have on the program John Pungitori, who we will just, for the time being and for the length of the show, call him Pungy, A friend of the show and author of Nightmares and Punishment, which first appeared in Oddball Magazine. Um, Oddball, uh, sorry, Oscar season just passed, and who better to talk about that than Pungy, all-around movie buff, producer, and set dresser for some of the biggest movies filmed in Boston. What is set dresser, you ask? Well, don't get ahead of me, impatient, hypothetical listener. We'll get there in just a moment. Uh, My name is Prof. I represent that hip-hop entity known as JPLine Productions, and I'm here to guide you through your Oddball experience, along with my co-host, Jason Wright, editor of Oddball Magazine. Say hello there, Mr. Jason.
2: Hello there, Mr. Jason. Uh, Yeah, this is uh, Jason Wright, editor of Oddball Magazine, and uh, happy to have Ponji on the program. We're going to be here. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be great. We're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get talking. Uh, prop. All right. So, so
1: tonight on the show we will be talking movies, uh, specifically the many awesome Boston shot movies that Punji has worked on. Uh, we'll get into some into some Oscar talk perhaps, and uh, in the second half we might get into a philosophical discussion on heavy metal. Uh, who knows? <laughs> this is the oddball show.
2: That sounds great to me.
1: Yeah. But well, now let us all welcome to the show John Punji Pagetori. Pungie.
0: What's up? What's up? What's going on?
1: Hey man. How are uh, fellas? Excellent, excellent. Thanks for being here. Uh, welcome back. Uh, in addition to the things that is mentioned in the in, in the intro, Pungy is a world traveler. We'll talk about his uh, his blogs and photos on uh, Wicked Awesome Traveler. But recently traveled to the, as we just explored in our, our pre-show interview, the <laughs> very cold land of Finland. Welcome home.
0: I did. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> how, how was how was Finlandia?
0: Finlandia was cold as hell, man. Uh, I had a great time there. I did some really cool stuff. Uh, loved the vibe of the city, and uh, I even went to randomly go try and see the band Cradle of, they happened to be playing at a tiny club, and it was so damn cold out. I didn't feel like waiting in line. Just <laughs> him? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I just want
1: to point this out. I just want to point this out. So it was too cold to wait in line for this band that you really wanted to see. But in, as we just mentioned, the pre-show interview, uh, there are—I was going to say—public baths. What are they called? Saunas in Finland. And you went outside <laughs> in just a towel in 10-degree weather.
0: That is correct, sir. <laughs> uh, when I went to the when I went to the club, it was nighttime. It was snowing and it was windy as hell. I can't even explain the cold I felt. And. uh you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I do things strangely.
1: <laughs> uh, um, one of the other places we want to mention uh, in later on the show, we want to talk about this is it's pretty cool, is uh, your recent travels to Slovenia. When was that? How long ago was that?
0: Um, that was uh, two or three months ago, and uh, it was a great time. I went there for four or five days with a couple from England, and while I was there, I got invited to speak at a high school in Ljubljana, I believe I'm saying the name of the city correctly. Ljubljana, um, nice. and I ended up speaking for three hours at a school about um, working on films in the U.S. and they were all really enthusiastic and excited about it, and uh, it was a really cool experience for me. That's pretty awesome.
2: That's a, that's yeah, so a. was it like? Well, uh, so what was it like uh, teaching? And uh, so, what, did you uh, tell them about uh, the, you know the films that you worked on and Show me the IMDB page, or, you know, how did it go? Well, it was pretty
0: cool. It was, (laughs) I originally got asked, um, I did, uh, I used an IMDB while I was over there, and the owner asked me, I guess they had discussed when I was coming over about me coming to the school before I even knew about it. So when I got there, they asked me to come. So, you know, I did, and I was assuming there was going to be other people there, like people's parents talking about what they do and this and that. I had no idea that I was only one, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I got there and they opened up the floor to me for the whole class. I thought I had you know ten minutes of speaking. Turned yeah. out I spoke uh, to three classes for an hour at a time. And, wow, uh, man! Yeah, I just answered everything they wanted to know and uh, you know talked about what I did, and it ended up going so cool that it kept inviting me to the next class and the next class. It was. It was pretty awesome.
1: That's pretty awesome, especially considering you thought you were going in there with 10 minutes of material. Oh, yeah.
0: man, I had no idea. All I knew was I was getting up at 7 a.m. On a, on a vacation day, and <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go in and talk to some students. I had no idea what I was getting into, but it was awesome, man. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, let's jump into that, actually. So
1: you were talking to the kids about your work as a um, – As a set dresser, and and your work on movie production, uh, which you've been doing for quite a while now. How long have you been uh, been involved
0: in movies? Officially, the first thing I ever did getting into film was in 1999. My buddy Joe, a good friend of mine, was going to BC Film School, and he had me be like a lead role in his uh, film for his class. And uh, that class, the teacher from that class ended up directing a horror film, And I ended up working as a production assistant on it for the whole film. Well, I started out as a production assistant, and I ended up being the second assistant director. And I did about uh, 80 hours a week for a month for free. And that kind of kicked off my career in the film industry um, after I had just gotten laid off from a dot-com. Wow, wow, man. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, actually, a uh, funny story uh, um, about dot .coms. Uh, so uh, uh, one time I was on the phone uh, with AOL Customer Service. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, Prof, did I ever tell you this story?
1: No, I don't
0: think
2: so. <laughs> go? so. AOL. It was a long time. So I was on the phone with AOL Customer Service, and um, I was uh, listening to Minor Threat, and um, the person who uh, – uh, stopped, who was trying to help me with my getting onto my internet con- connectivity, was like, hey, are you listening to Minor Threat? And I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, cool, yeah, I really dig them. And I was like, "Ah, nice, nice. He's like, yeah, my, my, I used to be in a band called Earth Crisis. And
0: I was like, whoa. Oh, no way.
2: Earth Crisis.
0: <laughs> so, That's yeah. hilarious.
2: So, you know, I mean, you know, AOL. Wait,
1: so I
0: don't know. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The dude from Earth Crisis was working for AOL customer service.
2: Back in the day. i don't know, he said I used That's to
0: That's crazy, work. man.
2: Yeah, I mean I don't know if this is this is good information or not or whatever. But I mean yeah. I was uh I was you know, he, me, it was cool. We had a conversation, he, he heard me listening to my <laughs> and then he was like uh yeah, I used to play in the band Earth Crisis as uh, the bass player. So uh, you know, yeah, I know that's pretty random. So uh, you know, startups happen. You know, I mean AOL.com was a little small thing, and now it's a huge business. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jason, I love you, man.
2: Oh man, this is, this is
0: the awesome Autobot show. <laughs> uh, it truly is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
2: So, okay, so you, uh, so you were, uh, uh, you were in this movie, and you know your buddy Joe. Uh, uh, you starred in it. You did uh, eighty hours, and then boom, you got into the. Uh, how did it no. come
0: from this? No, so the movie that I did for my buddy Joe was a movie he was doing for his class. Then from there, I met his teacher and worked on his teacher's horror film, which ended up being this kid from Bridgewater. Um, wrote and uh, produced this film, uh, and I worked on that uh, after I did Joe's film. And from there, I met uh, multiple people in the local industry, and I met a really important person uh, in my career, which was this guy, Tim, who runs this uh, thing called Central Booking out of Canton. And uh, he got me... I signed up with Tim, and he got me... Uh, lots of gigs on commercials, and actually, my first gig with him was working uh, on an Aerosmith music video with Jessica Beale, of all people, uh, awesome. called Fly, Fly Away From Here, was the song. Um, that was my first gig through Central Booking, and I stayed with Tim for like seven years before I joined the union.
2: Oh, sorry to interrupt. What did you do on that Aerosmith video?
0: I was just a production assistant. Um, I worked like three or four crazy, like, 20-something-hour days in a row um, doing, what you know, whatever was needed. I'd take, like, the actors and stuff back and forth. I actually went to uh, Joe Perry's house with the director for a production meeting, which was awesome because all the Aerosmith was there. And it was just me, um, the producer, and Aerosmith. And, and the th- art director, sorry.
2: And what was it like meeting Steve Tyler? Was he, like... Uh... Like, Tyler, off, off,
0: off. Yeah, dude, it was it was all good. I mean, I that was the first time I, I met them, and uh, they were really cool to me. Anyway, and one, at one point we were hanging out in Joe Perry yard, and Steven Tyler was on the phone singing the national anthem, the phone to people at NASCAR because I guess he was going to sing what? the national anthem for like the oh, Daytona Five Hundred or something. Did that. Oh god! And uh, so, dude, I heard his like tryout or whatever <laughs> <That's> what <laughs> over was... the phone. Yeah, it was so random, dude. It was. The, I mean, i like, I totally appreciate Aerosmith. I grew up listening to him, whatever. I've been like a huge Aerosmith fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're totally cool, and I ended up working with them like maybe four times. I did some other stuff with them too. It was really cool. Well,
1: that's pretty awesome too, because I mean, they're from Boston, or I, actually, I think it's a. Uh... Uh, Natick or somewhere, somewhere like that. It's like you know, it's Boston. Yeah, all all yeah. around here. Um, but it's pretty cool. That they come back to, to Boston and shoot their music videos. That's pretty sick.
0: Yeah, yeah, at least once in a while, you know what I mean. Yeah.
2: So when when you are uh, on the on uh, on the set of a, a music video or something, uh, and you're you're doing uh, uh, you know the production, assist, do you actually see you know how the video is uh, you know put together, like the plot of the video, if there is a plot of the video or anything like
0: that? I mean, it depends. Like, at what point you start working on the project, but um, I'd t- tell, you know, the you can go to school for film, um, that's all good, uh, it's awesome, uh, but you really start your school and start learning when you're working on the set. I've learned everything by just working on the set, listening, and watching what everybody does, uh, and just being generally fun, and doing what people ask of me. And that's how I worked my way up until I eventually joined uh, IATSE back in 2006, which is the uh, international union uh, for crew, most crew members in film. And, uh, man, you learn so much being there and seeing what's going on. And, like I said, depending on when you actually join the show, I mean, you could see from the very beginning what's going on, um, you know, building stories or or you know, whatever. It depends what you're doing, I guess, or what your title is. Yeah. But that is really where you learn everything and where you see everything that's going on.
1: John, you know let, me ask, let me ask you... I'm sorry. Let me ask you this real quick. Uh, so, I know you said you were working for a dot-com. What did you... Um, I don't know. Were you in theater or anything else in high school? Or was this just a, a random career switch for you? You know what's funny is...
0: Uh, so, I wanted to go to film school. When I was in high school... I went to my guidance counselor. I told him I wanted to work in special effects in film. I always wanted to work in entertainment. First and foremost, I always wanted to be an archaeologist because of Indiana Jones. Number one. But Yeah. I realized <laughs> I realized you don't know, make a ton of money doing that. And it might be an awesome job. But I always wanted to work in film and television. And so I told him I want to go to a school for special effects. And he basically told me, ah, You'd have to go to like L.A. to do that. Why don't you just go to Massachusetts? <laughs> <So laughs> kind of didn't really. I mean, yeah. the guy was a great guy, but he was not very helpful um, with okay. that type of stuff. And I, so I ended up going to UMass Boston for business management, which uh, a producer is basically a business manager. Um, so I got a business management degree, figuring I could do, you know, I could use that for anything. And nice. then. With the hopes of getting into the entertainment business, and it wasn't until I got laid off from that dot com that I got that opportunity, and that's just how it worked out for me. And uh, I'm glad it did. Let me tell you, that's pretty sick. Uh, well, so
1: I mean, the, the thing I was trying to get to. So you talked to, uh, I talked about that the place Canton Booking or Cinder Booking, in Canton Cinder uh, Booking. Yeah. Do you feel like it's something that if somebody was hoping to just Switch careers, that uh, jumping in as an assistant somewhere on a movie is something they could they could really do. Let me you tell know, you, it's... Specifically, uh, maybe me.
2: I'll do it. I need to do it. I got to
0: it, I gotta tell you, it's, it's definitely not for everybody. Um, and central booking, uh, it depends on what's coming to this area. To be filmed, or you know, commercials, or whatever. Sometimes it's really busy. Sometimes it's not. You could go without work for a long time. It's really tough trying to get in- into this business. At the beginning, you're making no money. Sometimes, literally, no money. You're working for free. Um, I actually had to take a side job one point for uh, a couple of years. Um, luckily, they let me work on films when they came up. Yeah, um, yeah. it's really tough to start out. You really have to, uh, grind and, 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 and turn your way in because, uh, and it, it's just tough. If, if you're really into it, um, especially if you're younger, yeah. <laughs> uh, central booking, central booking is a cool, uh, you know, at least you can talk to Tim and, uh, feel him out and, you know, he'll tell you about what's going on in town and how he works. Yeah. And um, there's, I mean, there's a lots of other ways to do it too. Like there's newenglandfilm.com dot com. You can go on there. There's films and all kinds of projects looking for all kinds of crew members and actors and everything all the time. And the really the only way you're going to get into it is if you you get in there and you put in that work and you and you do all this stuff uh, and just get your face out there and meet people. And that's really what I did is I just worked hard and and met a lot of people and finally when I actually joined. Uh, I pretty much knew everybody in Boston, so it was nice to me because I got work right away when when I got in, and uh, that's lucky because not everybody gets to do that. I mean, I guess that's really more well done, well done. <laughs> but I guess that's really more what
1: I was asking. It's more, it's not resume; it's more like you said, action. You're going to learn everything by doing. So, uh, yeah, it's not getting hired for a uh, crew is not necessarily based on resume it's more on your willingness to work when when work comes
2: you just grind it in and then uh and it paid off
0: i mean yeah i mean it's yeah you just gotta be willing to do it you gotta you gotta meet people usually when you start off like i said you'll be doing stuff you're not getting paid um you might you might be promised like money after they sell the film or just credit or food and that's all you'll get it's uh but you got to do those jobs in order to get on the big ones. Now some people like depending on you know their background, some people can just get on to stuff and get kind of lucky and get into things, but it's I mean, it's really a grind. And then once you get into it, if you're going to put in all that effort, you also want to realize that the film industry and uh commercials and all that in general it's not I mean, you're working minimum like 12-hour days. Uh <laughs> And then on top of my work, uh, I always end up driving like two hours a day. So you know, plus you get lunch. So it ends up being you know, I, I get up at you know five a.m. and I don't get home until eight thirty at night, and that's a day for some people. Yeah, know what I mean? I mean it's it's hardcore. It's you really gotta want to be into it. And the other thing is, you'll work. You might work and get on like a film and work for four or five months, but then you might not work for the next four or five months. Depending on what's in town, you know what I mean. So you got to plan for that as well. It can be really tough, but it's uh, if you that's what you love to do, then it can also be, you know, you really know, fulfilling, awesome, yeah, yeah. fulfilling. Exactly. It's I know, well, kind really of kind like of cool
2: with uh, with Audubon magazine and JP Line Productions. Is uh, uh, you know we grind also, you know, uh, as much as possible. Um, and I know it, you're a grinder. I'm a grinder. I'm a grinder. Uh, you are, brother. Right, you know, keep it going. And uh, but what I was gonna say is, when you were talking about being unemployed and everything and waiting for very long times, I was like, so basically you were a poet, right, for like a, <laughs> for a while, right? And then no, I'm just kidding. I love poetry.
0: It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I love poetry. <laughs> right. I'm so
2: glad that that's my chosen profession, because I'm, you know. Anyway, uh, why did I say that, Pungy? I don't know. But I, I have no idea. Uh, you know, I just say things like uh, that whole thing. Uh, anyway, uh, so we were talking. Uh, I just want to go back, uh, Prof. I know we were talking. Uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Aerosmith. Uh, where did you go after Aerosmith? You, uh, what, what was like? How did the next gig happen after Aerosmith?
0: Well, the next gig happened from Tim at Central Booking. Once, once I got in with him, I was like I said, I was with him for about six. Maybe six or seven years, and he would call me, and uh, I actually got in really, really well with a couple of the local production companies that do a lot of the commercial work in town. Uh, there's uh, Element Productions and Red Tree Productions, Picture Park. A couple of them have combined forces now, uh, but I used to do lots of their commercials. Plus, stuff would come in from out of town, and I'd, uh, you know, I'd work on. Some of their stuff. I even worked on the TV show. When I was a production assistant, I worked on the TV show Ghost Hunters, oh, yeah. uh, the sci-fi show, uh, for part of a season. Um, I've done, you know, a bunch of random stuff, a lot of films. Uh, before I joined the union, I did a lot of indie films, working as a grip and electric. Nice. Um, yeah, I even did one that was like a Roger Corman film. Awesome. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of random cool stuff. Met a lot of great people too, which is really cool.
2: So I wanted to uh I know we were talking I want to talk about ghost hunters because uh I think that's awesome. Uh and nice. and I wanted to talk about two things. Let's talk about ghost hunters first. Are ghosts real? What are your thoughts?
0: <laughs> well <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I, well, I'll tell you what, I've now worked on Ghost Hunters and Ghostbusters, which is awesome, first of all, but, anyway, go, going back. Yeah, that's quite a uh, checklist, though. that's pretty sick. It's <laughs> pretty awesome, uh, but, I went in, I, I want to believe there's Ghost Man, because I want to believe there's, like, an afterlife and all that stuff, but, uh, so I, I always go into stuff skeptical as all hell, you know, because um, yeah. even if stuff is real, I still believe there's a lot of fakers out there, but, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I, I I keep an open mind, man, and so like while on Ghost Hunters, you know, yeah. you don't you don't generally you're not gonna see stuff. You just like like me personally, I'm just working, doing whatever, working as a production assistant, helping out the producer. Uh you don't generally see stuff. But yeah. I gotta tell you I gotta tell you, man, I had one experience on yeah. that show when we were out in western Massachusetts at this It was actually called, like, Mount Washington or something like that, but not the Mount Washington that you would think Mount Washington. This is in western Massachusetts. And we were out, and I had to get ICE, which was down in the basement of this place that we were filming at. Mm -hmm. And the head chef was there, and she said, oh, I'll take you down to the basement. She also happened to be the one that originally contacted Ghost Hunters because Uh she'd been having tons of experiences, right? Mm -hmm. So we were at the point where it was lights out because the guys were filming in the building and they were all upstairs filming uh doing their thing and so we wanted to sneak into the house and go down to the basement with the lights out to get the ice so we go into the house the ice and it was so dark when i went downstairs i opened the the fridge door and then something happened and i and i lost the door and it hit the wall and i made a big noise right (laughs) and uh I got nervous I was going to disturb the guys, so I was like, oh, let's just be quiet for a second. Just stay real still, you know, don't make any noise. And while I said that, all of a sudden we hear footsteps right up above us, like like bam, 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 like coming right to the door. And (laughs) I'm like, so I'm like, ah, damn, they they heard us, right? So we go upstairs to look. There's absolutely nobody near us at all. They're on the other side of the building, which is a huge building. Nobody near us at all. all. All the lights out. And the lady absolutely freaks out. So this is what happens to me all the time. Now you've experienced it too. Loses her (laughs) mind. It was pretty awesome. Kind of like, oh, that was kinda freaky. And we bailed out of the house. And uh, you know (laughs) know that happened.
1: You know what's pretty awesome about that is, is one, it's awesome that you uh, experienced paranormal and they walked right above your head. Or just imagine this little little lady putting on these heavy-ass boots and, like, running right across your head and then disappearing (laughs) as fast as she possibly can. Like, you guys saw it, right? You guys saw the ghost. Uh, Yep.
0: Messing messing with me hard. Either way, I bailed out of that house, let me tell you. That's pretty awesome. Oh, man. That was Uh, a fun uh, night, man. So, did you work on Ghost Hunters
2: for uh, multiple hauntings, or uh, just, uh, just? I that? did.
0: I did. Uh, so, I I wasn't on it long. I did it season three, which is right before they did their first trip overseas, and uh, so I worked up. I worked on it up until they went overseas, and that was right before they actually created that show, Ghost Hunters International. Um, So I worked on it for a little bit. My boy, Mike Peebles, was the uh, head sound dude on the show, and he's the one who originally called me to work on it. Um, And uh, in the short time that I was there, the cast and the crew ended up being, like, some of my favorite people to work with and hang with. They were, like, so cool. I, like, miss them to this day. We 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 didn't even work together that long, and I feel like I knew them forever, except for my buddy Mike, you know? Because, I mean, we were even all, like, into the same music and movies and everything. Which Mike told me when he called me the first time, um, but man, those guys are really cool, and uh, I like to uh, we're friends on Facebook and all that, and I like to uh, talk to them once in a while because I really miss it. Nice,
1: nice. Do you, do you see? And you end up seeing a lot of the same people in the Boston like like film work circles. Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. yeah. It's um, It's all the same, you know, there's always new people obviously coming in. There's always new people coming in. There's always people going out. But the core crew around here is usually the same for the most part, all the time. Uh, And once you get on with the crew, like, if you're working for a certain boss, if they like you and you work hard, normally he's going to hire you for his next job. Uh, That's how I get, you know, a lot of my work is I work for the same bosses all the time. Awesome. Um, Yeah, so it's... uh, you know it could be <laughs> it could work awesome for some people and it could be terrible for other people depending on you know depending on your situation but yeah you know? yeah i guess that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so from ghost hunters on to ghostbusters but prof you got something to say right
1: uh, well let's let's break in with our 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 commercial advertisement for the night our free uh, unpaid commercial advertisement to uh, our close and personal friends of the show uh sometimes it'll be out of the blue art gallery, other times it'll be performance spaces. Tonight uh we'd like to shout out Lightspeed Studio in Roxbury with uh Jeff Gray and Justin Wicker, one of the hottest recording spaces for hip hop and really any type of music. Uh but right in the heart of Roxbury, uh Lightspeed Studio. Go check them out on Facebook, that's the easiest way to get in touch with them. And um, keep an ear out because JP Lime will be hitting Lightspeed uh within the coming months for some brand new music for 2016, so um, Lightspeed Studio, check them out, your sound isn't moving unless it's moving at Lightspeed.
2: Nice, nice.
1: That is that is nice. nice
2: yeah, yeah.
1: check them out.
2: Can you, uh, can you hear some of the, who, who are some of the, the, the people who've come from uh, Lightspeed?
1: Um, you know what, I'd, I'd have to get a list for them, but they're one of, I mean, they're, they've are they done a lot of Boston hip-hop artists, that's really uh, the their bread and butter, so um, we've recorded a couple things there. Um uh they are close friends and family of um of colgan uh wow. spaceman one-third of jp Line productions so he has a, a pretty good in with them but we'll be we'll be hitting that soon so you know who you you'll you'll hear from lightspeed studio J.P. line that's who you'll hear
2: hey did they do uh did they did you uh, record blue star boulevard there or
1: no actually we recorded that up in uh new hampshire we uh there's a awesome studio that we got Crazy story for another podcast of how we ended up there. We ended up with recording time that we won from a, a, a like an open mic contest. Nice, uh, nice. And ended up a very crazy story that we ended up in New Hampshire. But um, it was great. We we did all of uh, Blue Star Boulevard up there with uh, Frank Frank Francisco Santos, who um, I'm pretty sure is in Cali now. He does a lot of great uh, music video film work for for you know. Uh, Superstar hip hop artist now, so we won't ever see him again. But he's he's a good dude. We keep in touch with him.
2: So uh, who do we talk to uh, uh, at Lightspeed? Uh, uh, Justin you know.
1: Wicker and Jeff Gray. Those are the two. So check them. The 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 biggest thing is find them on Facebook, and it's three words: Lightspeed Studio. It's easy to get confused if you put it all together, but it's uh it's three words. So yeah, check them out.
2: Check them out and I, is in
0: Roxbury, All right. I have a uh, uh, random tidbit about uh, some Boston hip hop. Right. Since you brought it up, and uh, this is this is a sensitive subject for some people, and then some people... <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I like the oddball show to me. You brought that to the right Yeah, place. brother. just well, think... complete, completely, yeah. <laughs> completely randomly, completely uh, randomly, when I'm not working on the big stuff and I have off time, I try to do a lot of my own projects and develop stuff, and I randomly... Uh, directed a music video for a <laughs> local Boston hip-hop artist that uh, some people love and some people love to hate. Uh, this dude, Bombshot. Bombshot, uh, huh? Alright. Bombshot. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but I uh, did a music video for Bombshot uh, who ended up getting together with a dude out of New York called Holocaust and they fought Wu-Tang War Ghosts for a while. Alright. Uh, um, Through like, Wu-Tang's records, uh labelers I don't oh, know. Oh sick. Alright, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Just completely random but uh pretty no, funny. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's actually yeah, not I... completely random
1: <laughs> for for two reasons. We're gonna throw all that information right in the pertinent links. We want to make sure that we get uh uh your video up and, and moving. But um uh you, is that the first music video you've directed or have you directed
0: others? Uh, uh, a- I did uh <laughs> I did one other music video a long time ago for a, a local friends band. Actually the bombshot video was like probably I'm gonna say maybe seven years ago now too. It was a while ago. Yeah. But uh since you brought it up I figured <laughs> I figured I'd it. Yeah, and, uh, and then I did uh one other for a local town friends band here, uh this band sorry on orange that's no longer together. But uh the bomb shot is like a Seems to be a sensitive subject for uh, the Boston hip hop scene, uh, or I don't know if it is anymore, but it was at the time Says he has a, a lot of haters and then uh, like I said, he has a lot of haters and then some people that like him, but I nope. didn't know much about him or, or care about it. I just had a good time directing a video and that was That's it. That's right.
2: That's right. <laughs> Professor yeah. has a lot of haters. I, I hate Professor and I, I, I air it out on Oddball. Hate, Hey, hate 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 hate, hate. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey oh, hey I gotta do it. Uh, uh wait, what does he say? He says uh he goes, that, that that she looks like she wears underho- underwear with dick holes in them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
2: oh there you go. Thank you. No, I was just uh, I, that was uh that was from uh Chappelle. Yeah. So uh
1: Yep, that's the player he ball, one of the, the yeah.
2: Best, Next person uh, says anything is getting shot.
1: <laughs> Believe that. <laughs>
2: uh, I hate y'all. Uh, I'm. I'm just. I'm just. I want to thank God for giving me nothing and uh, everybody everything and me so little. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, sorry, I don't know. I do Chappelle's Show impressions. Let's get back on topic. We were talking. No, that was beautiful.
1: That was beautiful, man. <laughs> We talked about Chappelle Show a little bit this week because we were, we'll get back to this in a minute when we talk about what's going on in JPLine, But we were talking about uh, uh, at a rap flashback shoot. We were talking about Dead Prez the uh, oh, and they do God. the the opening to the oh, yeah. Yeah. to Chappelle Show.
2: Have you uh, ever seen the uh, the 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 part in Chappelle Show when uh, he he does the whole Dead President song and he's walking around? And he's like. Giving daps to everybody drinking water, and it's like two minutes goes by, and he, you know, it's because it's like the intro of the Dead President song, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's doing the, <laughs> doing the song, and then he has like five seconds on stage. <laughs> All right, that's it. Good night. You want me to talk about this? Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> anyway, but that then, song is dope because he actually he also talks about it. He must like it a lot because he uses it as the opening when he walks on stage at the Spell Show, or you know, used when you know, I was running. But he also, he, I love Block Party. That was one of my favorite movies. Which mm-hmm. I just saw that, dude. Oh, dude, it's so good. I saw it in the theater, and I, I saw
0: that it. like a week ago.
1: Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it is. It's some of the. It, for me, as a hip hop fan, it's some of my, a conglomeration of some of my favorite artists, and it just.
0: Definitely. It's it, it cool. It, it, you it got the Fugees back together to play that show. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you got
2: the Fugees yeah, yeah. back together. That shit's crazy. <laughs> One thing about Chappelle that I liked was not just the fact that the comedy was amazing, it was the music that that he that he played on that show.
1: And it was yeah. no joke. He brought you know he he was one of the artists that broke Kanye. You know, like that was one of Kanye's first big national performances was on the it was on the Chappelle show. When he Most cast, uh, yeah, and, I, and I, <laughs> Busta. I have another love. random tidbit. <laughs> Don't tell me you worked on the Chappelle show. I'll kill you. That's awesome. (laughs) I did
0: not work on the Chappelle show, but I did see Dave Chappelle at the Cape Cod Melody Tent or something like that. I don't know what the hell it was called. But uh, I had first row for Chappelle's show for Dave Chappelle himself, and uh, I brought my DVD of (laughs) Half-Baked, and uh, (laughs) he started talking about Half-Baked during the show, so I just held it up up because he was mentioning it and then he said he wished he had like a copy of it there or something and I just happened to bring it with me I held it up and he looks over and he's like somebody brought the DVD <laughs> he comes over he... <laughs> he, he comes over and he snatches it out of my hand and I just fed him a, a marker with it as well and he signed it while he was on stage which was I was the only one that got an autograph from him because he bailed right after the show dude was that badass. is so cool <laughs> <That> <laughs> was 40, man. My only friend. he was hilarious I love
1: that. That's a mess. Yeah, that, that nicely done, by the way. That's a, that's a hell of a way to get an autograph. <laughs> Thank you very too. much. Thank you very much. I slipped <laughs> that right
0: in. Oh, Somebody sh- brought the DVD? You couldn't believe it. It was
1: off. <laughs> <laughs> hell yes, I did not sign this. Not the same
2: thing, but I did. <laughs> uh, now, have you ever had an Abba
1: They're all right. They're not bad. I don't know so why it's, like, it's kind of like a Charleston shoe, right? It's as long, yeah, yeah. It's like, or it's like it's really taffy, right?
2: It's... Peanut butter, yeah, yeah. I had it for Zabba, Zabba. You, my Zabba.
1: Zabba, Zabba, you my only friend. was that you my only friend.
2: So I got that man because of that movie. I, I ate it after a few, uh, yeah, about thirty or forty days because I was hungry.
0: Both thirty or forty days. Thirty or forty days.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just got, kind of left it on my desk for a while until I just had to, you know, you know, it was lunchtime. I didn't bring my lunch, so I had to have a Zabba. and I felt like Dave Chappelle all
1: over again. Nice. Yeah. Do you often feel like Dave Chappelle?
2: It depends in in what setting, but yes, mostly.
1: I kind well, I kind of think of you that way. Thank you. You look, you look a lot like.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm just, as, uh, you know, I'm just as successful.
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, right. Except, uh, except for the thirty million. Oh,
2: all right. million, yeah oh, <laughs> anyway so uh...
1: well before the break we were about to jump to your uh, more modern film work there John before the break I oh, was we nice, talking man. about um, the upcoming Ghostbusters 3 movie which I, I saw the trailer for the other day and I think that actually looks pretty funny I was a little worried. Even though the cast seemed awesome, I was a little worried because it took
0: so long. To... Very sensitive subject. This this new Ghostbusters very sensitive to a lot of people. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we, we want to hear your views on it because I mean,
1: obviously, <laughs> especially as a film buff, you followed when he was trying to get it remade with you know the original cast, and you couldn't get Murray signed on. Yeah,
0: uh, and then they had another one up in the air with Channing Tatum, uh, which is pretty random. Another oh, new really? Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, when we were doing Oz, there was also, they were in talks for an, another all-male Ghostbusters with Channing Tatum, and uh, I don't know who else, actually, but I think that has fallen apart, but I'm not positive.
2: Well, I mean, they already made the Ghostbusters, so, I mean, you know. I mean, but is, the, is he saying in addition? in addition? In addition to, yes, they were going to make two. Yeah, it was random. They are going to take the cast of Magic Mike and uh, make another
0: Ghostbusters. <laughs> Basically, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Magic Mike Ghostbusters
0: edition. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. I'll exercise your demons, baby.
0: These <laughs> oh, are to call oh, oh, pole dancers. You slimed me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Oh, okay. So I want to jump back to Ghostbusters in one second, but you know what I read today while we we're talking about Channing Tatum? They're gonna do a crossover of uh twenty. 3 Jump Street, and Men in Black.
0: Yes, somehow. yes, dude, I saw that. Dude, I, I
1: all I saw was the headline, and I read a little blurb uh, about it. This is like a couple hours ago I saw this. Did you have any idea what that looks like or means? Like, what what is that?
0: What the hell? I don't even know. All I'm assuming is Channing Tatum and the shorter, wider dude <laughs> are Hill. going to... Jonah Hill, thank you very much, are going to meet up with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones? I And then... Do no, I'm pretty, su- I'm pretty sure they're not attached. To it.
1: No, it's going to be two new, uh, two new agents. It's going to be a whole
0: new uh, Man of Black, but
1: well, crazy, right? That's such uh, a weird like
0: crossover. That's it's pretty random. I don't know how the hell they came up with that. I got to be honest.
1: I like those first two, those 21 and 22 Jump Streets. They were pretty funny. Yeah, they were
2: really I fun. have not seen
0: 22.
1: 21 was pretty good. Yeah, I
0: mean, it was, it was pretty I, was su- I was surprised. I was surprised about it. I they didn't hate it. I thought I might, and uh, I was surprised with uh, the cameos and whatnot. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I the Jonah Hill. I like,
2: I like Jonah Hill. I think he does a lot of good movies. So,
1: you know. Yeah. I, I like, like Jonah it. Hill, man. Man, come on the show, bro. We like you, Jonah Hill. Yeah,
2: yeah, that, that yeah, sure. Jonah, Jonah and the Whale, Jonah Hill, bad <laughs> Jonah cool. and the Whale. Then, I think.
1: <clears throat> um, all right, so but let's jump back to this Ghostbusters three because I, I am pretty excited about it. Uh, uh all right. What did you actually do on Ghostbusters three? This was, is this yeah. is what, you were a set dresser, right?
0: I was a set dresser uh, for Ghostbusters three, and uh, I am mainly uh, when I do set dressing nowadays. I am mainly a truck guy. I go out and deal with all the vendors and uh, the rentals and the purchases and the you know the set dressing and props that we get. Uh, and uh, you know I go get them all, bring them a set. We put the sets together, and then at the end we either return them or uh you know, or ship them out to LA, depending on what needs to be done.
1: For uh for fans of our of the Oddball Show here that have you know no one's seen the, the movie yet when we go see it what uh <laughs> what set dressing can we watch out for to be like yo that that's our boy that that that's that's sponge's work.
0: Well, uh. All the sets are pretty badass. Uh, it's all random stuff. I like I said, I'm mainly out a. Al- I'm out on the road a lot. We go to like uh, you know vendors all over the state, sometimes even out of state. Um, and so there's some really cool sets. I don't want to like mention what sets are in the film or anything yeah, that yet. That was kind of my sneaky way of trying to get you to do uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, if you saw the tra- trailer, you can kind of see some of the stuff that we did. Uh, I can tell you that uh, we out in Weymouth, there's a military base or uh, an ex-military base, and uh, we actually used a big part of that to build uh, a huge green screen uh, stage, uh, which we made Times Square out of. Basically, we we made Times Square oh, awesome. in Weymouth, basically. Oh, yeah. Which is uh really cool. They built these huge walls of green screen and and um, did that. And then the uh, main for the film was actually right here in my hometown of of Norwood, which for me was amazing. <laughs> a seven minute drive to work each day back and forth which was yeah, badass, yeah, and, dude. It was so amazing after driving two hours though know, a round trip and uh, just to have. Ghostbusters, a film that, you you know, I grew up with and a lot of people grew up with, so even, you know, no matter what you feel about the film, uh, whether you, you want it to happen or you didn't want it to happen, either way, the film of the Ghostbusters is in my hometown, yeah, I mean, and that's... for me, that is just, like, mess. and then on top of that, I get to work on it, you know what I mean? This definitely... You should get a
1: Ghostbusters tattoo. Yeah,
0: they're... Hey, it could happen. You never know. <laughs> I, have a, uh, I have a really good buddy who's an amazing tattoo artist in Mansfield, and I might go see him. Um,
1: so, did you? Uh, you said you were on the road a lot. Did you get to see a lot of the the filming? How does the movie look to you as a as a fan of Ghostbusters?
0: I did. I was on I was on stage a lot actually too, and uh, I thought it looked. I mean, I get to I get to you know personally deal with some of the the set dressing and the props. So I get to see stuff that we, you know, we put into the movie, and a lot of it is really cool. Um, just, just getting to handle the stuff, it, it, you know, it's like a dream come true. When you, you know, ten year old kid, you don't think you'd ever get to do that. And uh, so it was, it was really cool um, to get to see all that stuff. Um, sorry, what was the, <laughs> the no, original no, question? Sorry, does, get off track. How's the movie look to you? Does it look look
1: like uh, we're gonna be? We're all going to be flocking to see it, you know. Deadpool kind of surprised people. I thought that was oh, hilarious. That oh. I had a great time at Deadpool. So I think um, Ghostbusters could kind of have the same capacity that like people are kind of worried about it, but it could come out and be awesome. I think all four of the girls are are really funny. Uh,
0: well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this is that uh, it was really it was uh, really fun to work on. All the cast really cool. I've worked with the director before. He did another film called uh, *The Heat* with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. Yep. yep. Um, and I did that film in Boston back in like uh, 2011. Uh, Paul Fig, he's a really cool dude, and um, you know, I, I don't know. There's, there's going to be two. There's going to be people who don't care, and they love it. It's Ghostbusters, whatever. They just want it, and then there's other people that there is some. <laughs> There are some angry people out there. Let me tell you, man. There are just people that just get angry, man. Like, oh my god! So they're gonna go in, and I, I guarantee you, three quarters of the angry people are still gonna go see the film, and they're gonna go. They're gonna go in with the worst. You know, they're gonna start right off with just the worst attitude, and then they're just gonna want to tear it to shreds. And then some of them will like it and won't even admit it. But I don't know. I think. I, I didn't know how I felt about it uh, when I first heard about it. And then when I went on it, I was just psyched to be working on a Ghostbusters and happy that I had work in general. So um, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward I just it. want to see it. I, what was cool is like, while we said set a couple times, uh, um, would he actually have us all meet up and he checked, like, uh, a five-minute uh, little reel that he made of what we filmed up to that point? Um, and it was really cool to look at, and so like we didn't get to see any of the CGI, so we'd like see the stunts and everything in the in the shots. So, we for me it was really cool. I like seeing that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what I saw, saw was, uh, you know, it was I thought it was fun. I mean, I just I think it'll, I think it's going to be pretty pretty cool. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, all, all I know is I appreciate that they came and they filmed in Boston, and. Uh, and a lot of local people, and help emulate the local economy. And uh, I appreciate the work. And so I'm gonna go see it, and I hope you do too. Hey, Hunter, Why do you
2: why do you think uh, Boston's become the hotspot to film all the movies? You got Departed, Ted Two, Ted One, The Notebook. I don't know why I know that. American Hustle. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, See, now you're, can, now you're can, reading off. I've
2: written, written your crew notes, man, and, I just, and I've just never actually seen it my
0: life. <laughs> so the notebook I did work on, but I worked on it in South Carolina.
2: Oh. <laughs> but, what? Uh, you should have told me that pre-interview. Anyway.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> dude, it's <if> the <laughs> notebook, I figured you would know the notebook wasn't so I saw poster. the notebook. I <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Sparks. Yeah. Well, he,
2: he, he you and a lot of dudes on.
0: probably have it. But, yeah. uh, it's pretty popular with the ladies at least.
2: you know what I want to do a okay, so i I rented two movies once I rented uh, my wife rented the notebook and I rented contagion.
0: <laughs> that
2: Damon I don't know if it was that one or not uh-huh. Anyway, so uh, I am watching uh, i I heard that contagion is about like this huge epidemic that happens at the end, like you know, all these people dying they're in these hospital beds right? It's about a contagion. Yeah, basically. So I walk, uh, so I, I walk in, and uh, there's this, like, really sentimental part of, uh, of something's happening, like this guy's saying goodbye to his, uh, I don't know, I think it's a notebook. Anyway, uh, uh, and uh, then uh, I go, uh, is this Contagion? And my wife's crying. It's like, this is The Notebook. Um, not the same movie, but, you know, on the same kind of level, you know, both disastrous films. Uh, like, <laughs> Yeah, you know. I, I, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway. Um, so <laughs> so it says here you worked on uh, The Departed. Ted, I did, yeah. Ted and Ted 2, Black Mass.
0: Ted and Ted 2, yep, Black Mass.
2: I liked, I liked Ted 1 and Ted 2. I thought it was funny. But my favorite movie that I saw was uh, definitely The Departed. Did you enjoy working on that?
0: I did. I was uh, actually working still as a production assistant at the time, and uh, my friend Carrie was like the, the main local production assistant. They had a lot of uh, PAs from New York on it, uh, but she got me on it, and uh, I had a really cool time. Uh, I even got to stand with Martin, Martin Scorsese at one point to uh, tell him what the assistant director was thinking, and yeah, that was pretty cool for me. And uh, you know, I met a lot of cool people. People, uh, I met Leo on there. I met uh, some crew members that uh, I now see all the time on there, and uh, it was fun, man. I did some cool. I didn't work like the whole film, but I did a good amount of it, and uh, and I uh, saw a lot of cool scenes. I was there to see a lot of stuff personally, which was fun. Oh, cool. Nice, nice.
2: And I uh, and uh, if you're looking at uh, at Google Hangouts, you see your badass uh, back uh, black mask crew uh, picture. Hey, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 the the black mask crew picture was that like that everyone had to do that and it like
0: some people did it, um, some, but uh, I just was lucky enough to get mine. I was pretty excited. I I love getting crew badges because I kind of. Um, well, not cl- I actually made a, a frame that I have hanging on my wall now of like 10 or 12 badges from back in the day and now I'm collecting yeah, enough so I can make another thing to hang on my wall. Uh, but this is definitely my funnest crew badge and I didn't know until the uh, the rat party but they had taken my crew badge and turned it into which they hung in the FBI office in black mask. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: oh, awesome. Yeah, yep. And then uh, they mailed me uh, eight, eight by eleven and a half, whatever uh, uh, version of the poster to my house, and I have it hanging in my poker room. That's
1: great, man. <laughs> yep. All right, all right, nice. Uh, well, listen, we're uh, what kind of running down on our hour here at the Oddball Show? Um, oh, Jason, this is an hour? Yeah, hey, yeah, no,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, We can talk about right I mean, this, this Oh, no, that's great! Yeah, that's what we wanted, uh, and we will. We haven't even talked
0: about we. Well, another day we can do another podcast. I think yeah, you
1: should man.
2: be back on the show again. Definitely.
0: Yeah, we. I would, be glad li- to I would have have love. to to you back. Uh, I've been, been having
2: a great time. Their music, bring Pungy on, huh? I think Pungy is a great, great guest for for you know. He's got tons of stories. I mean, you got tons. Thank you very much, Pungy. Pungy. I don't have that many stories at all. Uh-uh, not that many. <laughs> not that many interesting ones. Anyway.
0: <laughs> well, well I actually, that hour went
1: by quick, man. Well, you actually, know, I mean, speaking of cool. your stories, there, Jason, you want to uh, give us a quick dose of your jagged thought for the week?
2: Oh, good segue, Pro.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. You know I did that. That was pretty sick, right? Why don't Why, nice.
2: why don't you uh, talk a little bit about J.P. Lyme, and I will go and uh, you know I'll I'll uh, go to my poem just a little bit. Well, right. my favorite thought,
1: I have to pull it up, so go ahead. All right, let's, let's go into what's going on this week at Oddball Magazine and JP Lime Productions. Um, all right, so at JP Lime this week, we are going to. Last Saturday, we filmed our March segment of the Rap Flashback, your monthly dose of hip hop history. Um, so that'll be coming out this week. Uh, and for those that don't know, March is Women's History Month, with today, it's the 8th, right? Yeah, being International Women's Day. Um, it started, we t- we talk a little bit about it in the flashback, but the way that we celebrated is highlighting three artists from the early '90s, uh, all women artists who had a big impact on hip hop, um, and we talk a little bit about the history of Women's Day and Women's History Month, which is uh, uh, pretty awesome. It, it gets it takes its root in um, labor union strikes in the early 1900s, uh, and then it spread internationally. So. Um, That's what we're doing this week, RAP Flashback. Uh, And last week we talked a little bit about, um, well, not a little bit, a lot, about Trump and his domination of the primary season and what it will mean for the coming election in November. So check that out at jp productionscom We'll also be having um, several editions of our our written RAP Flashback coming up over the next couple of weeks. We're kind of adding to the video with some of our written segments. So check that out. J your your home for all things lime, including our music, um, our weekly uh our weekly blog, and the oddball show right now is playing live at JPNIProductions.com. So check it out.
2: And it's live at oddball too. Uh tomorrow. Anyway, uh <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey,
0: Can I also mention that today is also National Pancake Day. Woohoo! I love
2: them yeah. both. Love
0: them both. I just okay. wanted to let you know that. Right. Love pancakes? Pancakes are right. good.
2: All right. Anyway, uh, so uh, uh, so this week, at, uh, you know, you were talking about, Prof, about Twisted JP, uh, about Super Tuesday, Super Trump, which is uh, what you were talking about. We actually have that at Oddball Magazine every Friday. We have the Twisted JP line, and yes, we have the Super Tuesday, Super Trump, which is in-depth and amazing. Reading about uh, this is, uh, you know, the whole Trump thing is just crazy. You can check that out at JP Line Productions, but also if you want to check it out at Oddball Magazine, we'd appreciate it too, at a Twisted JP Line. Uh, t- so uh, I'll just talk about, you know, Monday we had uh, a, a comic strip. Uh, you know, we have our guy from Detroit his, uh, named Bill Harvey, and he comes comes through with, uh, you know, one liner comic strips every, every month, I mean, every week. And uh, then today we had uh, this interesting poem by Rick Christensen and artwork by J4, which was some interesting artwork, if you want to check that out. And uh, uh, today's my Jagged Thought of the Day, which was 115 Jagged Thought of the Day, and it was uh, called Writing a Novel in Ten Lines, and uh, that's kind of fitting, and uh, this is it. So uh, this is all at oddballmagazine.com, your source for poetry and Uh, all the good stuff that you can find at oddballmagazine.com. So this is Jagged Thought 115, writing a novel in ten lines. Here it goes. The man had a bat. He played baseball. Character development. The man had a wife. She was beautiful. Backstory. The wife loved alcohol and took Tegretol. Character conflict. The man had a drink and drove home. Rising action. The wife had a lover. His name was Paul. Rising conflict. Man had a bat. He used it on Paul. Irony. Man went to trial. The family cried. Family drama. The wife hired a lawyer. The lawyer lied. Plot twist. The man was convicted of homicide. Tragic climax. The wife moved on. The man got 25 to life. Dramatic ending. The end. Sip coffee. Pat back. Move on with life. Jagged Thought, 115. Writing a novel in 10 lines. And that was what was going on in Oddball Magazine this week. And check us out every week because we have fresh content every day, uh, constantly updating some of the best poets in Boston and around the globe. So, yeah, that was uh, my jagged thought of uh, the week. Thank you. you. Hello? Hello, hello. <laughs> where did where, long go? Prof was like, all right. He's, he's, oh, I'm, so, so, I'm so, so sorry. I'm vacated. He vacated. I was, I, <laughs> you vacated. You I was talking, talking to who
1: I, I thought was everybody, but it was just me. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I was having to quit the monologue.
2: Kind of like what I do all the
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us down near the end of the hour here at the Oddball Show. Um... I was thinking maybe do you want to do the list of ten?
2: Do top ten, top ten.
1: Uh, wait, top ten or list of ten?
2: List of ten, list of
1: ten. All right, right on. All right, so we've been ending most of the recent shows with what I've been calling the list of ten, which is ten questions, um, which I kind of stole from James Lipton inside the Actor studio, which he stole from a French fellow on an interview show. Um, I've changed them up, but I've kept one question from James Lipton. Uh, Pungy, are you ready for the list of Ten. Uh I guess so, Oh, you better be. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Fungy Number one. Yes, sir. What time and place would you like to be if not here and now?
0: Uh I'd like to be uh somewhere in Europe uh at any time. Uh let me think. Right now, it'd be fine. I just want to be in Europe, man. Right on. (laughs) Right now. Number two, what is the greatest advice you've
1: ever received?
0: Uh, The greatest Uh, advice I ever received was to uh, listen and learn and just be nice to everybody, be a good person. Excellent. Number three, what would your superpower be? My superpower oh, would be time travel. All right, that's a good one. I don't one. know if that's a superpower, but that's what I want. It
1: almost certainly is.
0: That's like a hero Nakamura.
1: That's it. That's his t- uh, superpower. He is the master of time and space. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag, hashtag nerd life. Hashtag <laughs> nerd life. <laughs> <laughs> Number four: Biggie or Tupac?
0: Definitely Biggie. Yeah, i seen him live on a roaming tour.
1: Oh, Jesus, really? What? Yeah,
0: yeah. Mob Deep and Craig Mack opened up with uh, uh, Method Man. Or Actually, it might have been Wu-Tang was supposed to be there, but they didn't show up. And uh, it was at the Providence Civic Center at one of the summer jams, I think, in like 1992? Maybe. Yeah, give me a loop, baby.
1: If Scarlett were here, he'd be losing his mind you <laughs> he would have something to say about that. Yeah. Well, shout the shout the out to Scholar thir- at Productions, my my co pilot, one of the.
2: Chad Parento, the man who says Naz from uh, Oddball
1: Magazine, definitely. That's right. Yeah. Definitely. Um, wow. Chad Parento is the, the, the. We'll just take a quick break from the list 10. Chad Parento <laughs> is one of the other Oddballs here. He's the host of Stone Soup Poetry every Monday night in Cambridge. He's also the associate editor of Oddball Magazine. Scholar. Uh, Ivan DeJesus is one of the three co-owners of JB9 Productions, uh, and one of the four mainstays oddballs here. Um, so shout out to both of them, and uh, we'll check you soon.
2: Yeah, peace. But keep on going with the top five. We got more. All right,
1: y'all. Yeah. Uh, number five. Who is your favorite person?
0: Christopher Walken. Ooh. No, <laughs> that's a good be, be not, you know, non-family member. Christopher Walken. Yeah. Uh, number six. What is your quest? My quest is to enjoy my life as much as possible and see as much of the world as I can.
2: Right on. Nice. You're you're uh, doing good so far. Upon you on the quest.
0: Thank you. I'm getting a bit of feedback. I don't know if you guys hear that. too. I'm,
1: yeah. a, I'm a... I've heard that in the last couple of minutes. We'll check that out after the after the cast. Um, <laughs> With the top ten. Number seven. Fill in the blank. All you
0: need is. Blank. All you need is. is... Ooh. Family. Nice. Family. Nice. Number eight. I don't know. I, I guess.
2: Know. guess. <laughs> it was good. Uh, don't, don't guess yourself. It was good. It's good.
0: Number well, the quick question, quick answer <laughs> rock,
1: paper, or scissors?
0: I go rock all the time. <laughs>
1: All right. Number nine, what do you want to be when you grow up?
0: When I grow up, I want to be an archaeologist like Indiana Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's what we call a callback. That
1: is, that is. (laughs) (laughs) And number ten, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear St. Peter say when you reach the pearly gates?
0: Slayer will be playing at 10 (laughs) (laughs) o'clock. I wish I had applause
1: on you. Yes, (laughs) yes. Awesome. Uh hold on. D yeah, delay just... <laughs> right. right. to, to pause. Delay oh. to pause. It's
2: on a it's on a loop.
1: Um all right, Jason, you got us queued up to to go out?
2: I do. Hey right. I wanna thank you for being on the show. Hey. Uh uh you were a great guest. Thanks for dealing with our shenanigans. Not not necessarily props, mostly mostly mine. But um <laughs> 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 probably, probably, probably hey, uh, pretty much on point.
0: But can I mention something real quick in the related social media? Yes, please. Sure, yeah. Uh, I, one of my side projects I'm working on is a little travel thing called Wicked Awesome Traveler. And uh, it would be great if you would follow me on Instagram, uh, at Wicked Awesome Traveler. And uh, I also have a Twitter, at Wicked underscore Traveler, and Tumblr is Wicked Awesome Traveler as well. Uh,
2: and what are some of, the, some of the things we'll see at Wicked Awesome Traveler?
0: Uh, right now, mainly I just do a lot of uh, photos and stuff from travels that I do, and uh, once in a while, I, not, not often, but I'll write little blogs. I kind of do like little mini blogs on each photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, in the future, I'm hoping for it to be more. Right now, I build up, uh, you know, a base of followers, and uh, hopefully, eventually, pitch a project. Um, that yeah, will already be well-established. So, I like to do a lot of side
2: yeah. stuff, and this is one of them. We're going to make it happen. At the Oddball Show, John Bunch is going to be on the Wicked Awesome Traveler. Check it out. And go to the Instagram, uh, Wicked Awesome Traveler. Was it Traveler or Traveler? What was it again?
0: Wicked Awesome Traveler.
2: <laughs>
0: is it Traveler? <laughs> Wicked it is awesome not
2: Traveler. Traveler?
1: But you know, I, th- I think we should, Pungie, if you're, if you're down to come back sometime soon, let's really dig into that, because we, we mentioned a little bit about, at the beginning, um, and we'll, we'll definitely be putting your contact info in the pertinent links, but I'd really like to dig into that a little bit, some of your world travels. Uh. And
2: all the movies Thanks, man. Yeah, we have so much more to talk about, Punji. We, we haven't even
1: talked about my short stories We're right
2: again. All right, go as you can find it at oddballmagazine.com. You, uh,
0: Thank you very out. much for uh, a great time. This has been fun.
2: Yeah, dude, it was definitely great. Thanks for being on our show. And, uh, uh, Prof, you got any closing words for, for the readers, the listeners, or anything?
1: Be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's from Bill and Ted, Excellent Adventure.
2: Wild Stallions, man.
0: Yeah, it is. He right. <laughs> right. oh, yeah, no reason. <laughs> you can do,
2: Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, peace out. Thank you for listening to the Oddball Show, Prof. See you later, Pungy. Nice talking to you. You too. It was fun. All right. Too. It, all right. Was. it Was. Was. <laughs> okay. And see you guys later. And come back next week at the Oddball Show.